Hello, hello, y'all. I am so excited because I'm doing a call with Valerie Adams. She's a love and dating coach. Welcome, girl. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Ah, yes, so welcome. Because I love your Instagram and I really love what you're doing because so many women, you know, when they step more into their feminine, it's so much easier for them to attract the person they want to be with. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. Yeah, girl, like I love your messaging and I feel like you and I are just so aligned on what it is that we share with our audience. So I cannot wait to jam with you and just really like share our ideas and our thoughts. This is so awesome. Definitely. Okay. So tell everyone, like, how did you get started in being a dating coach? Oh my gosh. So interesting story. I started as a mindset coach and I don't know if you can relate to this. Sometimes when you're, you're first putting yourself out there, you're not really saying all the things like there's one thing you really want to talk about, but you just don't know if it's time or you're like, who am I to talk about this? Or are people going to take that seriously? So mindset, I love it. And I was going as far as I could with mindset, but my like in the closet, like secret desire was to support women in dating. When I was in my teenage years, I dated someone who was a huge player and there were just so many things that I wasn't aware of where I really got taken advantage of. And that's when I started reading the book. I'm not sure if you've heard it, why men love bitches. And yes, <laughs> yes it's so good. And you know, bitch, it stands for babe in total control. So that's really what it is. And it's, it taught me how to become a woman of high value, have standards, have boundaries and not be afraid to communicate those. So that book really shifted things for me. And I started attracting clients when I started my business who that was what they wanted is they wanted to attract their dream relationship. And I could see all the things that they were doing where I was like, Ooh, you know, you're not communicating your value. Like he's taking advantage of you. And I wanted to say the thing, but I had the, the little like gremlins in my head. Like, who are you to talk about this? You know, you like, you've been single for a while or like you and your boyfriend haven't been together that long, all those voices. And at the time I actually did have a coach who I was working with and she told me, you know, don't niche down to that. Like, that's not going to work. You're not ready for that. And I just had this voice where I was like, I get to help women. This could crash and burn. But at the end of the day, I know that I can help at least one woman. So that's really how I got into it. I kind of stumbled upon it, but always had that burning desire. Hmm. Yeah, but I love that though, because you followed your gut, even when the lady told you not to. So that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. All intuition. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because that's similar to what I'm doing. I mean, I was a health coach and then doing the sexuality and I really resisted it and fought it until I finally did it. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. You just got to own it. It's like, there's a, if it's on your mind and you can't stop thinking about it and it's something that literally you won't shut up about, like that's what you get to be out in the world doing and be compensated for your gifts. Mm -hmm, definitely. Okay. So go into more of that book though, because I've heard of it, but I never read it. And oh. I my gosh. So why men love bitches. It's written by Sherry Argov and 
it, it compares the nice girl who she refers to as kind of a doormat type and then the bitch. And again, being a bitch, that's not a negative connotation, but it's about someone, a woman who really holds herself at a high value. And her mindset is completely different from the doormat type of woman where the doormat type of woman, very like caters, like let the man know how she's always available, you know, will give him a commitment before he's earned it. And the bitch, she holds herself to the standards of you get to earn me. You know, you get to work for me, you know, what's it going to take for me to trust you? And it's a total, it's a mindset. And, you know, these are the women that men will typically commit to because what she teaches too is that anything that a man values, he will work hard for. And she shows you how to show up as valuable, but really it's about you as a woman. It's not about attracting a man. It's about you being really clear on who you are and you know, what, what it is that you are not going to settle for. So it's so powerful. I totally recommend reading it. And she also has another book, why men marry bitches. So <laughs> they're a book. I love that whole, really I love good. everything about that because going to how would a woman claim her value and her worth? Mm, that's a really good question. So, um, what I have my clients do when we start working together is I have them get really clear on what their standards and boundaries are as it pertains to dating. So it, it's really about knowing like what you're a yes to and what you're a no to. So you, you know, with being a yes, like for me, when I was single, I was like, I'm available for a man treating me with respect. I'm available for him asking me out multiple days in advance. I'm available for him respecting my boundaries sexually. You know, I'm available for, you know, him to, to treat me with respect and be really honest and things that were no's and what I'm not available for, you know, I'm not available for lying, I'm not available for someone who, you know, drinks a ton. I'm not available for someone who, um, you know, doesn't follow through with his word, someone who doesn't value my time and tries to, you know, consistently make plans with me last minute or ask me to come over to his house right away. Like, the more clear I got actually on what I was a no to, the more like high quality men started showing up for me because I wasn't afraid to dismiss the guys who weren't treating me with respect. And this all started Haley from me being clear first about what, what I was calling in. So that's really where I would say that women get to start. Mm, I love that. Okay. So tell the ladies making no list first, like this is what I'm not going to tolerate. So then you know what you will tolerate. Yeah, that's a really great way. And, you know, and that's why, because think of how many times you've spent confused in dating, like, Mm -hmm. like, oh, he, you know, he is giving me mixed signals or, you know, oh, he said this and I haven't heard from him. And a lot of the time you're not actually confused. It's that you're settling for scraps of his time. You're settling for spotty, inconsistent communication. You're settling for last minute invites. And when you do that, that's when you're confused. But if you go in knowing, hey, this is what's not going to work for me, then that's how you're going to start attracting guys where the signs are very clear. Like, oh, he's texting consistently. He's asking me out in advance. Like he's showing respect to me. And that just gives you such an easier time with dating. Mm, I love that. And being a, that's one thing too. It's like when you get used to settling, then you don't even know that that type of person exists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And we've, and we've all been there. We've all settled. 
I've done it so many times and it ends up being more work for you. <laughs> like, you know, when, when, as women, when we, we settle on something that's really important to us and we think like, well, it's just so nice to have someone. I'll never have someone like this again. It took so long. You know, guys like this don't come around often. It ends up blowing up in our face most of the time because you're not compatible with that person. So there's breakdowns along the way and it ends up just being, you were better off staying single and waiting for that man who's truly going to sweep you off your feet and treat you like the queen. Because mm. that's what yes. I'll talk about the queen archetype. So I love that you brought that up. Yes. Mm. Queendom. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and then what do you think though? Do you think it's because, because, you know, I talked to a lot of men too, and I think that there are great guys out there. Totally. Do you think it's because a lot of them just don't know how to act anymore when it comes to dating? Mm. Totally. So like women, men fear rejection. And sometimes I think that men actually fear it more than women. So men these days, they don't approach women as much as they once did in public. And that's for a couple reasons. So the first, I believe it's from all the Me Too stuff, the Me Too movement. Men don't want to make that first move unless they know that they're completely invited and welcome and that they have permission. So that means that the woman needs to be more obvious about it, which a lot of women aren't willing to do, which I understand. Um, The second is you know, they really fear rejection. So they're trying to protect themselves from rejection. And with dating apps too, it's like, why would a guy go up to a girl at a bar and, you know, approach her and risk getting rejected when at home he can, you know, be on the apps and whatnot. And, you know, I also think too, that men, they don't want to have to guess and they, men always want that affirmation that you're interested in them. So I believe men really fall into a feminine role. They can, you know, not all guys, of course, but some men, they will take the littlest thing. They'll be like, Oh, she's not interested. So I'm not going to like ask her out or, you know, with my clients, what I see a lot is that men aren't actually saying the thing. They're not actually saying, Hey, I want to take you out. I want to get to know you are you free on Saturday or what days of the week work for you? They'll leave it very open-ended. They'll go, let's grab a drink sometime. Let's do this sometime or this week. And it leaves the woman to be forced to step in her masculine and go, okay, yeah. So what day of the week or sure I'm free Monday, Tuesday. And then it makes the guy not even do the work because now you're getting his schedule. (laughs) You're like shaking your head. Yeah. Now you're getting his availability and it just completely like, it's like role reversal and you don't end up being courted. It's the man being courted at the end of the day, which is backwards to me. Mm, I agree with you. I've been that person too. (laughs) Fine. I'll make the plans then dinner at seven. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't feel good. Like it just, it doesn't feel good for anyone. Yes, definitely. I heard this woman who's, um, speaks a lot about what we both talk about with feminine energy and she's like, it takes as much effort for him to text you as you to text him. Mm. It probably takes you more effort to text him, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're the ones who think about it and send it to five friends and get everyone's opinion. Should I do an exclamation point or a smiley face? What time should I send this? Like, should I ask a question? Should I not? And men, they don't talk to anyone. That's also a blessing and the danger of it is they don't get opinions from anyone. They just kind of go for it. Whereas girls, we consult our tribe, our community, and we get inundated with the opinions of our friends who love them to death. They're often single or, you know, they've been married for a really long time and they're kind of out of touch with it. And it just perpetuates this series of doubt and, you know, 
I have a thing with when we survey our friends and we really ask for their opinions, it's like, you know, we open up so much invitation for other people's projections. And I believe sometimes like our friends can talk us out of ending up with a really good guy and not because they have any ill intentions, but our friends and our family, the people who love us, their number one priority is to keep us safe, not to keep us happy. So oftentimes it's like, you know, our friends will think we're in danger and we're not that it's because they think they're in danger with dating. So a lot of times you welcome in projections. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just really of the belief that it's like, like trust yourself and also recognize how, how you're showing up. Are people, um, are the men you're talking to, are they giving you space to like back off of your masculine so they can lean forward or are they just leaving it completely up to you? Yes. I'm really glad you talked about that because nothing's worse than when you hear so many different opinions, you don't even know what you believe. It's like, I don't know who I trust. And it's really going within and learning to trust ourselves because women were way more intuitive than men. Yeah, totally, totally. And we also like, I, I feel like, and this could be, this is my experience and this was me and I see this in my clients is like, we almost like don't trust ourselves and it can be as little as you go out to lunch and it's like, oh, should I get the wrap or the salad and not being able to decide like we're that same way. And we end up wasting more time, I believe, on on men than we could uh, simply from not listening to our intuition and not really tapping into like, okay, well, what do I really want? I feel like that's where women can get twisted, get it twisted. Mm, no, I've definitely not been that person before. Nothing's worse than being so indecisive. You get, you're like, I'm annoyed with myself too. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I still do that. Like I ask the server, I'm like, well, what's your favorite thing? <laughs> and, and then they'll tell me and I'm like, actually, no, I want the original thing that I've always wanted. So mm -hmm. it happens. Definitely. Okay. So because here's the thing. Okay. So what would you tell women that they keep getting in their masculine and it's like this dynamic in dating where they're hyper-masculine, they want a relationship, but then the guy keeps getting too feminine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I believe it's, a, a, you know, it's about inviting the man to be in their masculine. I don't believe any man is just like, oh, he's too feminine. Like there are men who have that feminine essence, but it's really about giving him the opportunity to step into his masculine. And the way that women can do this when they're initially dating a guy is to create space for him to lean forward. So this could look like the guy is asking you out on a date and, you know, he, let's say he does say something feminine and open-ended, like, yeah, we should get together sometime. Instead of the girl being like, yeah, I would love that. Like, how about dinner this week? Or, you know, I'm free Saturday. You know, I can do Thursday. Like he wasn't actually asking you out on a date at that point. So what I coach my clients into saying is to really like lean back and be in the feminine energy and say, I would love that. That sounds amazing. And then that gives him one of two options. He either changes the subject or ignores it, or he goes, oh, okay, cool. Um, what, what about Thursday? How does that sound? And that's giving him that space to be in his masculine. And I also believe that women can subtly hint to a man what they like, and they can really say, you know, hey, I like that. I like that you picked out the restaurant. I really love when men take charge with that. It makes it so fun with dating. So I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate that you did that and really encourage the behavior so they'll lean into it more. 
Mm, yes, definitely. What about if you've been on a few dates with a guy and then he says, well, I would love for you to pick what we do for this date. What do you think about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's okay. Um, you can even like, you know, make it and you can still be in your feminine and be like, mm, okay, that's a lot of pressure, you know? Um, like, Hmm. What if I pick out the type of food and you choose the restaurant and still like put it on him a little bit. But I also think that's sweet, but it just depends. Right. Because if it's in a, or, or you can always like put it back on him. I'm a fan of having the ball be in the man's court because that's how you know how much he likes you is what he's going to do with the ball. So by you saying, you could say something like, yeah, like you have picked the most amazing things to do. I love when you surprise me. Would you be okay with choosing this time? And maybe down the road, I can, I can choose if you're not ready for that or have it be a team effort. But I've seen that actually with my clients where guys will try to like essentially have them like pay for the date. And those are the same, like, yeah, pay for the date, plan the date. And it's just not a good feeling for them. And it's like, no, your job is not to like friggin' research all these restaurants and like make a reservation. That's his job. So I think just being able to like playfully put it back on him is a really great way to go or to have his involvement in some way, but it totally depends, but mm -hmm. that happens. But, and then when do you get where it's more of a, a flow when you're in a relationship or is there always still where the man needs to always be more than masculine? Totally. So it's really interesting you asked that because I'm in a relationship with, with, um, Ryan, my boyfriend, and he, you know, primarily operates from his masculine. His job is very masculine. He's a facilitator. So he's constantly like commanding a room, having to think really quickly, make decisions. And there are times where he falls into his feminine with me. And I also know he was in a relationship where his last partner was very masculine and he didn't have as much space to be anything but in his feminine. So what I do is I really let him know what I like. So I will to encourage more masculinity. I'll say, you know, I really love the way that you like took charge and just like grabbed the Airbnb and you just sent it to me after you booked it. Like that was so sexy to me, babe. Like I'll say that to encourage more of that. Um, and I also believe it can be like, you know, back and forth and he will let me know. He'll be like, you are being like really in your masculine right now. And I don't like that. I have a feminine essence. And as you know, it's like all about a balance. And what I could say too is, Anytime that him and I aren't getting along, it's because both of us are in our masculine and one of us isn't willing to like lean back and be in our feminine. Um, so I do believe there's a balance. And I also believe that like the woman can be in her feminine as much as possible. And like men are intrinsically driven to make us happy. It doesn't always seem that way, but that's what they want to do. They want to make us happy. So what makes men feel happy is feeling significant. And what feels significant for them is, you know, making money, being able to provide for women, being able to fix things. So it's about giving him the opportunity to be the provider and like feel significant in the relationship and for the woman to be able to receive that. Mm, like, yes. yeah, receiving. <laughs> I know receiving is yeah. something we're all working on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes Ryan, like he will try to do things for me that I'm like, oh, I can do it. And he literally will say, he'll be like, babe, receive. Like he'll tell me to receive. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm too much in my masculine right now. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I talk about this a lot too, is the fact that we are so taught to disrespect the feminine completely and be men. 
mm. in work and everything. And so it's no yeah. wonder our relationship dynamics struggle. Where do you think we learned that? I think it's ever since women started working. Okay. Yeah. Because so many women now, it's the stress of having to work a corporate job and, you know, be in a relationship or kids or whatever. And that's a lot of masculine. Yeah. The balance and I mean, totally. And like, here's the thing. And this is something that my clients say. They're like, you know, I can take out the trash. I can do this. Like, and it's like, you can do all those things, but do you want to? Like, do you want to? It's not about the things that you can do. And someone helping you doesn't mean that you're incapable. It means that you are a queen and you are worthy of receiving and you're worthy of having a man who goes out of his way to make your life easier. That's what women deserve. Yes. I love that you said that. Yeah. Cause I went through a period where I was like, I don't want, so I used to like look at the feminine negative way. I was like, I can do everything myself, yeah. but you're right though. It's so important to really look at it in a healthier way of why would you want to do all that? Totally. Totally. And like, yeah. And, and sometimes feminine can be perceived as weak. People have that. Right. And Women don't want to feel weak. Women don't want to feel like they can be taken advantage of. So, I mean, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too. You know, I believe that women don't feel safe to receive. They think that Mm -hmm. something bad will happen or like, you know, that it's going to like blow up in their face to receive. So there's so many opportunities for them to receive, but they like won't. Like I hear of women like not feeling comfortable with receiving a man paying for their meal because they think that they're going to have to sleep with him after. And mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, I better pay for it myself. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Listen, I, I felt that fear before. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, I need to get my dinner. I don't want him to assume we're going to sleep together. Especially because of what I'm doing professionally. Totally. So I do, I do understand why women have that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, it's not even that. I think our world is different now. You know, and not, And I do think there are good men and everything, but you do have to be careful with, um, like, you know, who you date and everything. But at the same time, you don't want to be like hyper paranoid because like I've, I've been on a few dates with the guy recently and just because he bought my dinner, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And did you feel bad? Were you like, Oh no, I was like, that yeah. was a good date. Like we didn't even kiss on the first date. Yeah. Good for you. It was really good. And it, but that was so different for me because I'm used to um, the, the opposite really where I was like, Oh, do I do or not? This is what you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. Before I healed my relationship with money and like really leaned into money mindset work, which by the way, anyone who's listening to this, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do money mindset work or like relationship work. If you're for some reason, like going in between the two, know that it's all intertwined and healing your relationship with money and being able to receive money, spend money, be, have an abundance mindset around money that is directly going to apply to dating. And I often see clients who work with me for dating that really pours into their money situation and their money story. It's actually incredibly intertwined. So when I had a really like wackadoodle money mindset and I was super like off, I literally would feel bad for a guy paying for a meal for me. And I would be like, Oh my God, I need to make this worth his while. Like, what do I need to do? Like, he's going to expect like making out. I could do that. Like, I guess I could go over to his house, but like no sex, you know? And I felt like I owed him. Mm -hmm. And then when I really worked on my money mindset and this is when I was single, of course, I was going on dates. I was like, of course he's going to pay for this. Like, 
of course, like I'm worthy of that. And my boyfriend, Ryan, he flew from Columbus, Ohio to San Diego to take me on a date. Like that was the purpose of his visit. And I didn't feel bad. I wasn't like, Oh my God, like that's so much money. Like, Oh, I was like, awesome. Like, I know he's serious about me. Cool. But I didn't feel pressured, but had that happened like back in the day, who knows, maybe I would have felt like I needed to sleep with him or I would have been like, Oh, I'm going to have to date him now. And that's just like, that's not the mindset that we get to have as women. We get to be treated and courted. Like we are more than deserving of that. Mm. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. Okay. So for women watching, cause I know that so many women have, cause I've, I've dealt with this in the past too. I've yeah. had unhealthy relationships with men and money. How do you even go around healing that though? Because especially the money thing, there's so many subconscious beliefs around that. There's not enough. I have to work really hard. Money is evil. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a great question. So the first thing is, is to realize that the way you can realize your subconscious beliefs and what's standing in the way is think of what you really want. So if you're like, I really want a committed relationship with an amazing man who's going to treat me like a queen, or you say, you know, I want financial abundance. I want to travel this year. I want to make X amount of money. The way you can find out what's standing in the way are the little gremlins that like start chirping and going off in your mind. When you say that, that they'll say things like, yeah, right. That would never happen. Like, you think you're going to meet a man now? Like you've been girl, you've been single for three years. You think it would be that easy? Like, mm -hmm. oh my, you've been cheated on in all your relationships. You think you're going to meet someone who's going to like be faithful to you? Like, girl, you have debt. Like you think you're going to like be able to just like travel? Like what? You're crazy. Those are the subconscious beliefs that are standing in your way. And the best way that I know how to shift any belief is to find evidence that it's not absolutely true. So let's say you have a belief that all men are liars and that's what you believe. If you believe that, how do you think that's going to impact your dating experience? Tremendously. You're going to go on dates and you're going to expect to be fucked over and you're going to be like, like he's going to start lying. Like, you know, it's going to happen and that's what you manifest and that's, what's going to show up for you. Um, so if you, imagine that you go to a court of law and you're standing in front of a judge and you're like, yes, I hereby swear that all men are cheaters and liars. And the judge goes, okay, can you find a scrap of evidence that shows that one man on the planet like isn't a liar or a cheater? And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like my cousin and her husband, you know, my friend and her boyfriend, like my boss, like, you know, all these examples, that's how you can really disprove. And it's about forgiving yourself too. And saying, you know, I forgive myself for buying into this BS belief. And like, here is the actual truth. Here's what I'd rather believe because it takes just as much effort to create a belief that, you know, keeps you stuck and makes you feel sad and disempowered as it does to create an empowering story. So let's freaking tell ourselves something that empowers us. That's going to, encourage us to, to date and earn more money than we ever have. Like, that's what I'm here for. Mm, yes. And I so love that you're talking about that because that's something I'm still constantly working on is it's safe to receive and safe to receive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's all about that evidence collecting too. So like, think of all the times that you've received money effortlessly. Think of all the amazing women who have just been like, oh, okay, pay in full and like, you know, pay you and like 
nothing bad's going to happen. Like you're safe to receive that. Or, you know, like you were saying with the dates you went on and the guy paid, like it's safe to receive. So you want to stack that evidence and keep collecting that. So then you can shift to a new belief and have evidence as your cushion. Mm, Yes, definitely. I love that. Okay. So what other tips would you tell women that are really struggling with confidence in dating? Mm, Yeah. So the number one thing that I see with women and among my clients is their mindset is who do I have to be for him to choose me? So they go into dates saying, how is like, what, what version of me can I be today so that this guy will choose me? And I believe it's backwards. I believe it's, you know, who does he have to be for me to choose him? And really grounding yourself in that. And that comes from having your yes and no's, knowing what you're a yes to and what you're a no to, and truly knowing that you are the one choosing. Oftentimes women will romanticize these crappy guys who ghosted them, who, you know, really like showed up with minimal effort and they felt red flags and the guy ends up leaving and ghosting them. And at the end of the day, he wasn't a fit for her. Like he didn't meet her standards, but because of the way it ended, she goes, wow, I'm like sitting here in rejection. It's because I'm not enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. And completely disregards that he wouldn't even be a fit for her. Like maybe he lied or his lifestyle is not what she wants, but she's in her mind thinking this guy rejected me. I'm not enough. So it's really about having the mindset of who, who gets to date me rather than, oh my God, like who's going to choose me because you have the control, you have the power and you are such a gift. Like you, every single woman listening to this, you are such a gift. There's no other you, you are a catch. There's nothing you need to do. There's no clothes you need to buy, you know, injection you need to get in your face. Like you are enough for your person. And the second you release these people who aren't for you and don't see the beauty in you and see your gifts, right away, the sooner your person is going to find you and being in the belief that he's finding you, you don't need to go husband hunting. He's coming for you. Mm, yes. I love that. And then do you believe in, cause you know, obviously with doing the work I'm doing too, I, I go up and down with whether soulmates twin flames is just this hype mm. or is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. So is your question like if I believe in it or so what I believe is that we are, I believe you're going to have many soulmates. I believe that if Ryan and I broke up tomorrow, I would be very, very sad. I would be devastated. And I also believe I would meet someone else inevitably who I would call my soulmate. I believe the same for him too. I don't believe there's only one person for each person and that it's like, you know, you met them and if it didn't work out, like you're done. I believe you can have that deep soul connection with many people. I feel that way with like some of my clients. So I'm like, you're my soulmate client. Like I just believe our souls can connect. Um, not the end of the day, like a soulmate is someone who you can feel safe around and seen around. And I believe that when you show up as you authentically, you, the likelihood of you attracting that and finding that more commonly, I just believe you're like increasing your chances of that. So I believe in it and I don't believe there's limitations to it. I believe we live in a limitless universe. So I don't think each person only has like one shot at love and it was that one person and you know, you'll never meet someone as great. Like I believe we are compatible with many, many, many people. And that happens when you're clear on what you deserve and you know, what, what you're not going to settle for and like what you're calling in. Mm, yes. Yeah. And I love that you said that though, because I heard a dating coach once, well, he was like a relationship dating coach 
And he said that, yeah, you know, there's only like a few chances. And once those chances are gone, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a scarcity mindset. And like, I, that's, I'm not for that with women. Like think of how, who we are when we act out of scarcity. Like think of who you are when you don't feel like you have enough money. Like think of how you show up. Like you end up like not tipping as much, like saying no to things, ordering the cheapest thing on the menu, you know, really wanting to add avocado, but saying no, like think of who you are when you have a fear mindset that more money isn't coming. So imagine taking that mindset into dating. Oh, I'm never going to, a guy like this is never going to come around again. And think of what it makes you do. It makes you settle for people. It makes you believe that there's not enough. And when you act from not enough, that's when you end up settling. So, you know, there, what, like, 7 billion people on the planet, I think. So like for someone to think like, oh, there were these three people who lived in my town and like, you know, it didn't work with them. So like the rest of my life, like it's, it's over. Like, I just don't buy that. No, I don't either. Yeah. And I'm glad you so much fear in people. Yeah. I'm going to do this ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, where do you want to leave everybody with in terms of what key takeaways do you want them to leave this conversation? Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to believe every single woman listening to this, that not only is your person out there, but he's looking for you and your only job, it's not to be at the right place at the right time, because that's actually not up to you. That's the universe, God, spirit, angels work. So like know that you have other forces working on your behalf to have you align with your perfect person at the perfect time. So let's take that off the table. That's not your job. Your job is to work on you, love you and love yourself the way that your partner is going to love you. That's your job. Become the best version of you. Create your dream life, create your dream friendships, your dream career, all the things that are going to make your world amazing. And know that when your person comes, you can invite him into it. He's not your whole world. Your job is to create the most epic life and trust that your person is going to just effortlessly walk through the door without you even having to try. Just be happy and live life the way that you've always dreamed of. Travel where you want, you know, say yes to what you want, get the nail color you want. Like pretend that your person was coming for you and it's inevitable that you're going to meet him. Like how would you show up? That's the mindset that I want you to take. Yes. I love that. Yeah. He's just the cherry on top. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Totally. Like you're the Sunday. You are the ice cream, the whipped cream, the bananas, the sprinkles. Like you are that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, same for, I don't, I'm sure there are men watching. So same for y'all for looking for a girlfriend because I hate that our society has grown up with that Disney mindset of you complete me and the whole codependency. Better half. Yeah. Totally. It, no one really wants that when you really think about it. Mm-mm. Yeah. But when we think that we're incomplete without someone else, like, no. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, cool. Wow. I love that. What you just said. That's amazing. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram a lot. My handle is actually not my name. My name is Valerie Adams. My handle is at the mindful babe. So I'm like constantly hanging out on there. I love posting stories, sharing about my obsession for LaCroix. I share all about my boyfriend, Ryan and all the things. Um, I also have a podcast called the mindful babes podcast. If you want more of me, um, I have my website, the mindful babe, 
YouTube and yeah, I just, I want to support you. Um, so yeah, just come, come find me the mindful babe. Cool. Sounds amazing. I will list your information in the notes below. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Yay. Of course, girl. Yeah. And be sure to comment below. Let us know your thoughts and be sure to subscribe to my channel. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye.